theyeshiva.net. The Torah, Maimah Vayikacham on page 241, or Daf Kuf Aleph, we're up to the first column. The first column, at the end of the first paragraph, close to the top of the right column. So the human, the human story, the story of human history and civilization, from the beginning of time until this very day, includes many chapters of heroism and many chapters of sacrifice. Every generation and every society has what we call in English, it's martyrs, meaning individuals who gave their life for something, for their faith, for their convictions for their belief, for their homeland, (coughs) and for virtually every and any cause under the sun. (coughs) They did so for a variety of reasons. And even though the reasons are, are so many, and the varieties and the variables are so many, and the story is so diverse, different cultures, tribes, nations, religions from pagan to monotheistic, from cults to sophisticated philosophers, from racists and bigots to people of, uh, of, of tolerance and kindness, from uh, people uh, acting out and manifesting uh, vicious and uh, barbaric beliefs based on tyranny and oppression, to people trying to make the world a better place. There are a variety, scores of reasons that inspired or infused people to make these ultimate sacrifices. For some, in many ways it was an act of of a last stand and an act of ultimate desperation. Their lives without it, without whatever they believed in, were simply not worth living. If you separate me from this, I can't live. And therefore, they were ready. They were ready to die. Others believed that their deed, their ultimate sacrifice, would be rewarded and rewarded richly, not in this world, but uh, in the hereafter, in the world to come, in the next world. That's what they really felt. They felt it, say, they, they, some people still feel so. Mm-hmm. Here I may die. Somewhere else I may live. So they exchanged in their mind. And again, we're not talking a right or wrong uh, myth, dogma or truth. We're talking the motivation of people. It's always important to understand that. So they were ready to exchange the temporal benefits, the temporary benefits of a physical life, for what in their mind was the soul's eternal gain, and may indeed be true, for the soul's eternal gain. And then <clears throat> there's those for whom their cause has grown to become more significant than their physical life. And this is very powerful. When my eye literally expands and my cause becomes more important than my individual manifestation of physical life. They had come 
to identify so completely with a particular goal, ideal, value, cause, identity, that it became more integral to their self than their physical, biological existence as individuals. And therefore, when they die for the cause, they don't really die. I mean, they die, their body dies, the cause lives. And again, the motivation could be from a very, very uh, idealistic to extremely, extremely egotistic. But this, this, is, this is the motivation. In all of these cases, the martyr, the person, is sacrificing his life, the Balatanya said, but not his self. He's sacrificing his body, but not his eye, not his sense of self. He's sacrificing, and as he puts it somewhere else, the real term should have been Mesiras Haguf, or Mesiras Hachayim. Mesiras Haguf means you give away your body. Mesiras Hachayim means you give away your life, as we know it, we call life physical life, because that's what life for us, that's how we define life. We, we're not aware of spiritual life. When somebody, Khalila passes away, we call it death. We call it mothers. The soul lives on, but we don't know souls. I mean, we try sometimes to have some appreciation of it, but the, the end of the day, if we don't experience something with our five senses, it doesn't exist. <laughs> or at least it doesn't exist in, a, in a, the same tangible and realistic way as other existences. And that's why we mourn death. We mourn death because... The transition is radical. I, you may believe that the soul lives on. It's true the soul lives on. But I have no contact with it. I can't see it. I can't hear it. I can't smell it. I can't touch it. And I can't taste it. When there's a person alive, I can touch and smell and taste and see and listen. There's, there's contact. There's contact in the real world. So, Mesir Saguf means I give over the body. Mesir Sachayim means I give over the life. The Lashen that's used is Mesiris Nefesh, the soul. But that's interesting. So we say, yeah, Mesiris Nefesh means the soul. The soul is the life. The soul is the body, I mean. The soul gives life to the body. But this is very, very meticulous. It's very precise. Because in all of the chapters of self-sacrifice, as heroic as they are, or as brutal as they are, as stupid as they are, as rubbish as they are, or as noble as they are, the person sacrificed his physical life, but not his self. In fact, he, he sacrificed his physical life for the sake of his self. He did, not, he did not give up self-preservation. On the contrary, he wants his self to be preserved. The, the innate desire of every living creature is self-preservation. Ich will leben. I want to be. I want to be. Every every rodent has this instinct. Every insect has this instinct. Every mammal, every fish, every bird, every bush, every tree has this instinct. Every fruit has this instinct. This is how 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 the planet operates. This instinct to propagate, to live, to to survive myself, and to propagate, which is my survival. So, did I give up on my desire for self-preservation? No. 
On the contrary, I want myself to be preserved. But what's myself? Myself has become a much larger self. Maybe my books, my philosophy, my shita, my country, my achievements, my values, my heroism, huh? my legacy, yeah, my legacy. And even if it's not my legacy, it's, it's I, I have, so to speak, selflessly surrendered my personal legacy to, to a larger ideal. Or I want Olam Haba, I want Schar. Or I can't even do anything else. It's like life without this, <laughs> it's not worth living. It, it, it's so painful, it's not worth it. It's, it's, it's a stupid life, it's a sick life. It's, sometimes people say this is the sickest life. Or what, what's there for you? This is called, this is called self-preservation. This is called preservation of agony, of pain, of suffering. Yeah. Somebody once told me he was contemplating the worst, and he said, you know, I was asking him what his thoughts are. He says, I just want peace. He says, you want peace? I want peace. He said, is that such a bad thing to ask for? I don't have a moment of peace. I want peace. I don't want to give up on peace. I want peace. I want to be at peace. In his mind, that's the only thing he can do to attain peace. So again, the variables are from one extreme to another extreme. And and sometimes beyond sad. I mean, always beyond sad. It's, death is always sad. It's never... It's never uh... If someone does Messias Nefesh for like the Zara, Then they're doing it off the Halacha. They have a motivation. They're following Halacha. What's it? What's it? What's it? Even Rebbe Kiva... Avada, you can't compare. He wasn't in a position to escape. You know, he couldn't escape. Right. So what was Rebbe Kiva saying? That he waited for this... At the Mosul, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so and the six million Jews. Unfortunately, Mr. Snefish is the story of the Jewish nation for many generations. From the beginning of time, from Avramovino. Wasn't he in a different state of mind when he was tortured? Yeah, the Gemara in Brachas with Rabbi Akiva. Okay, we'll get to it. So what does this really mean? What this really means is that when a person is sacrificing so much, he's sacrificing his body, sacrificing his physical life. But he's not sacrificing his self. On the contrary. Say a person is doing it for the ultimate reward. He knows his schar in Olam Haba. That self is going to be rewarded and going to be rewarded with eternity. So it's a good investment. Maybe other people would disagree, but for him it's a good investment as a result of his education, as a result of his conviction. So therefore he's sacrificing his life for the sake of his self, whether it's a self that is, is sensible, whether it's a self that's, that's ridiculous, whether it's a spiritual self, an immortal soul, a universal self he has come to identify with, his march towards, uh, to, to bring into the world some, some idea, he wants to change the world. And some people, it's even this motivation to be remembered forever. They want to go in, uh, they want to be enshrined forever. So when we speak about self, the word selfish 
comes from the word self. Now we're used to the word selfish in a in a negative sense. You're being selfish. You're being narcissistic. Here, when we say self, we're not necessarily. Sometimes it could be extremely foolish and cultish and negative. But here, we're not referring to self in 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 a negative sense or even in a selfish sense. We're referring to the self in the most positive and and noble and sometimes altruistic sense of the word. When somebody gives up his life for for a true noble cause that changes that changes humanity or for the appreciation of a of a relationship that is more precious than life, for example with God, or for or for Ilam Haba, or for, for, for somebody else, right? Haruge Lud, the Gemara speaks about Haruge Lud, Enkel doesn't they save the whole community? It's and it's incredible. It's incredible. So this is a person who who succeeded in transcending the narrow material physical definition of self for something much much deeper, less tangible and broader. All this would be included in the word Mesiris Haguf or Mesiris Achayim. The Chiddush of Mesiris Nefesh, the Balatanya says, the Emes is something deep. Although in many Svarim, the word Mesiris Nefesh is used for everything I said above. Because obviously there's Mesiris Haguf and there's Mesiris Achayim. But the word Mesiris Nefesh is the surrender, the sacrifice of the of the I of the I of, of the core self everything physical also even spiritual but if you surrender for whatever cause even for no cause isn't that still for the sake of something well how could you get out of this or to put it in different words if it's true that the core instinct of a creature, including a human being, is self-preservation, and we know it, look what people do for self-preservation. Look what animals do for self-preservation. They climb trees, we also climb trees. <laughs> they attack, we also attack. For self-preservation. Whatever that, ta- whatever, that for- whatever that takes on, whatever form that takes on. Most classic thing is a person should live health. What are people ready to go through in order to be able to prolong their life by a year, by five years, by a decade? What are they ready to go through? They're ready to give everything up. A person will sell his house, he'll sell his car, he'll sell his shirt, he'll sell his clothes. He'll give every. He'll go through tremendous pain, pains of surgeries, and pains of treatments, and pains of medicine, and a different lifestyle and sometimes suffer serious limitations on his or her life, as one sees every single day in offices of doctors and corridors of hospitals, and there's one purpose. And the purpose is, the person wants to live another day, another month, another week, another year, another decade, hopefully another few decades, or a century. So if that instinct is really at the core, and we're ready to give almost everything up for that, Again, again, not everybody. Sometimes pain is so profound, people want to take their lives. It's not worth it for them. As people say, this life is not worth it for me. If, if, if it's a tomato plant, it's a tomato plant, it doesn't get enough red hand red. Yeah. It's sick or something, it will be a fight. Yes. Well, one more tomato. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You stay alive.
a tomato plant and a cucumber and squash and a cherry and a blueberry. It will fight and manipulate every possible way. Nobody knows where they get their genius to get more sunlight. If the leaves are not getting enough sunlight, they'll fight. They'll fight with another tree. They'll get in literally to fist fights. And you know when a tree gives you a fist, it's not so comfortable. They'll get into fist fights with other trees. And you sometimes see they compete for sunlight. They need the photosynthesis to be able to convert sunlight into glucose. Is the goal not one sacrifice? Of course not. <laughs> I'm Andrew Levin. It's 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 a noble. It's not a, it's not a chas v'shalom. The pasuk says v'chay behem. Zog the gemara v'loy sheyamos behem. That's a natural instinct. It's not also a mitzvah. I mean, from here we learn the gemara says in Yuma that pikuach nefesh doicha kol atayrakula. In other words, if a mitzvah is going to cause death, like chilul shabbos, I'm going to keep shabbos, but a person, a patient is going to die chas v'shalom or even a suffix or svek 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 svek, right? So there are many Lamud, and one of them is it says in Parshas Acharim, is v'chai behem, ashayasa. These are the mitzvahs that Hashem gave a person, ashayasa, is some other v'chai behem. You should live with them, not you should die through them. In other words, the mitzvah is causing death, it's heipach lekavon al yaina. I'm asking if the person doesn't want to say, he wants to get to go the, the, the next one. So is it wrong to think not to want to say? He doesn't want to look anymore, he's not going to fight. You mean if it's pay, if life... If it's pay, what is it if you sick or whatever they go into any situation? Well, I, I'm never going to judge somebody who's in so much pain. I mean, but we don't take, we don't assist suicide, no. Well, if a person is in ultimate, terrible, terrible pain, they're going to... I mean, I've heard from people, you know, older people, younger people in terrible pain, they said, I can't finish I mean, it's... What a, it's, it's so you know sometimes people are in a physically excruciating pain or emotionally excruciating pain. Even if it's not pain, he lives a normal life. No, he doesn't. If he goes, he goes. So if he comes into any situation that he could go both ways, he would rather take the choice right? and die. Yeah, but not because he's depressed or he's uh, he has he gets pain. Because I never met anybody like that. No. I never met anybody like that. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> I mean, usually people love life, they want life. I mean, they may be more apathetic, more passive, more cold, but, I mean, when it comes to life, unless there's something going on, I mean, I never met I never met such a person. I don't know. You ever met such a person? Yeah. Who, yourself? The, cha- the challenge of living is that... So you don't want to live? It's not that I don't want to live, but it's very, it's very challenging. Hmm. Even with the shear? <laughs> Okay, so what's the question? Maybe you're very spiritual, actually. Maybe you're very spiritual. I don't know. Not of an idea. Not of an idea. maybe. You're describing not of an idea. Not of an says. They they didn't want any concealment. They wanted truth. He says in Parshas Achirei they wanted to kiss Hashem. They didn't stop themselves from kissing Hashem, and they knew they're going to expire, and they were happy. They were happy. They said, well, I don't need this world. It's concealment. It's concealed. It's a world of concealment, of politics, of corruption, of darkness, of evil. 
I want to be I want to be in a place of truth. I want full clarity, and therefore, what do I need it for? So it came from an enlightened state of consciousness. We call it a sin. Because of a chaybaham. The Bainish Lalam wants you to live. Huh? It's a hate. It, it's, it's the ultimate selfishness. <laughs> it's called spiritual selfishness. <laughs> this is what's called transcendental selfishness. But myself is not anymore my narrow self. It's not, I should be able to uh, sit, right? And, and be a glutton in this world, my, myself is, I see myself as a very spiritual self. That's what I'm looking for. And that's what Elam Haba really means. What's Elam Haba? Elam Haba is a place where the Neshama lives in its ultimate self, in its ultimate enjoyment, its ultimate glory. Like the Mesilis Yisharim begins, that the Tachlis is, Lisaneg Hashem. He wants to have Tainuk. It was a sin. They didn't. They didn't think it was a sin. Because you're not supposed to do that. I'm saying most of us don't have another one of views nisayin, but this young man may have. Blind, blind, blind. Sakit the belt. I'm a land chassidus. Sakit the belt. Sinish toyla mashekas toyla ma'emes. I'm a land nish toyla mashek. I'm a land toyla ma'emes. The tips to Emma says that. Come over here to get clarity. All we get more. You're not at the end of the library yet. You're in the middle of the library. Okay. 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 Listen, Adam and Chavit chose death to bring death into the world. Why? Because they wanted. They didn't want to live in their bubble. <laughs> the same thing. That's why they do. Yeah. Well, now stage one is the Shmidish Bishminis. Here we're going, we're doing stage two. Yeah. 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 I know. I, I understand. I'm saying it's it comes from a sensitivity. He's a sensitive soul. I know him. And it's not shiny yid. It's not such shiny yid. And it doesn't shine. I'm talking about a sensitive, sensitive. I get to you, the shiny you, the sensitivity you. I, 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 So when he wants to define what the true definition of Mesidus Nefesh is, he says it in two lines, the last lines of Pedek Ches, right? He says, In the first case is, as he says, He wants something more precious, more respectable. 
Vim Kane he he. So he he means uh, it is it. In other words, he's still he's still in his in his self. And again, this is not it's not a criticism, it's not a it's not a denigration. Just a definition. And as I told somebody yesterday, the definition is important to be able to understand what a Jew really is. When you call everything Mesidus Nefesh, then you can't understand what a Jew really is. So it's important to be able to make these demarcations, these distinctions. He's not interested in reaching anything. Any object. Chayfetz means an objective, a goal, a rotsin, a, a certain desire. Any, any rotsin. Was is heint? Isruchak. Isruchak shushapurim. It's the honor of the wedding, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. So, so again, it's very sensitive. It's very, it's unbelievably powerful and heroic and noble. I want to do your rotsam. I want. That's what I want to reach. That's the ultimate. Uh, what, what's greater than that? But it's still a yeah, 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 yeah. So it's just myself. Myself is 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 a bigger self. I have bigger asagas. Yeah, yeah. The world is a shmek tabak, because they used to say in Yiddish. The ganze world is a shmek tabak. Or as Nachman says, the whole world, yeah. A smaller brick. The ikka is nicht zu schrecken sich. And they said, like before, it's lamalam natam. Oh, oh, that's the key. And on this, there's a pasuk in Tehillim: "Mili b'shamayim ve'imchalich afatsti baritz." Mili b'shamayim ve'imchalich afatsti baritz. Tehillim ayin gimel ayin dalit. David Amalech says, "Mili, who do I have in heaven? Ve'imchal with you like afatsti baritz. Kala she'eriu levavi tzur levavi chelki lekim la'il." The literal interpretation is, Mili Bashamayim, who do I have in heaven? Meaning, I'm not interested in the stars and the galaxies, and I'm going to create them as deities. Or all the Taivas and the Aretz. What the Balatanya is teaching, as he usually does in this Pesach, is even deeper. Shamayim refers to even the spiritual Shamayim, not just the stars and the galaxies, which are also Shamayim, right? The Tericles and the But Shamayim here means all spirituality. What we would call Ganeidin Ha'elyoin. Oilemus, malochim, high stuff, good stuff. Getlechazachin, himmelishazachin, heavenly, heavenly. And Eretz refers to everything in Eretz, but also everything in the spiritual Eretz. Ganeidin hatachten. So David Amalek says, Mili b'ashamayim v'mchalechafatzti v'aretz. That the greatest aliyah, the greatest madregas, 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 it's not, it's not the core. So it says, <laughs> Now, you could stop right here because that makes sense. It's impossible. Why is it impossible? Because the deepest instinct of the human being is Zich. I. Self gratification, self preservation, self gratification. 
It's also we are logical reasoning. And we are logical creatures. And logic will always take you to a place that somehow makes something logical. Is there a form of mysterious nefers that's logical? Of course. That's why people enlist, enlist, huh? Is there anything logical? Listen, all logic needs certain premises to deal with. But once those premises are established, right? If a person appreciates the concept of a neshama versus a goof, a person appreciates Elam Haba versus Elam Haza, a person appreciates a country to survive, an ideal to survive, and so forth. Yeah. When, when hundreds of thousands, millions of soldiers went to defeat Hitler, many of them had a very deep passion that they were fighting for the few, as Churchill said, they're fighting for the future of civilization. That you are going to, as they landed on the, on the islands of Normandy and all of the other sacrifices they made, a lot of her- heroes, a lot of heroes. That's why we're here, right? The Third Reich, he wanted to exist for a thousand years. What was this? Is there logic to it? Of course there's logic to it. There's a tyrant who feels that you should gas every mentally retarded person, every gypsy, every black, and of course every Jew, right? It's, it's plunging a civilization into uh, an endless, an endless, excuse me, river of bloodshed and violence. They fought it. So that that is called logic. And again, logic could be narrow logic, and logic could be noble logic, heroic logic, you know, the logic that leads to heroism. And it takes a lot of sacrifice and conviction. But here you're saying, you're telling me that there's no ratzah, there's no chayfut, there's no self involved. There's no self that becomes larger than life. A self that's larger than life. He says, that's Mesiris Nefesh Amit. It's not Mesiris Aguf, not Mesiris HaNefesh. He says, Kiyim Lamailam and Atam Vedas. This is something that transcends Tam and Das. Tam means reason, logic. And das means like a, a knowledge, in other words, a way of processing knowledge, which leads a person to certain emotions or certain behaviors and certain conclusions. What's this idea of Mailam and Atam Vedas? Because Mitzat Tam Vedas, if the Tam is fueling the mysterious Nefesh, if the Tam and Das is fueling it, ultimately, at the core of that sacrifice is the self. So it's not sacrifice of self, it's sacrifice for self. I may be sacrificing a lot, but for self. And again, the self here, don't look at the self as, as bad and evil and selfish. That could be true. That could be true. That's also the case sometimes. But sometimes very, very noble and heroic. And, and forget about death, even in this world. How much do fathers sacrifice for their children and mothers sacrifice for their children? And people sacrifice for other causes and other ideals, and leaders who sacrifice, and activists who sacrifice. Right? So people are leaders of communities or organizations or projects for 60 years. They don't sleep and they don't eat and they sacrifice their vacations and their material comforts. Also, <laughs> that's also called Messiris Nefesh. You see, this Jew does this with Messiris Nefesh. And you see it? And when you interview him and you speak to him, right? Right? You'll see, you'll hear an interesting thing. And you'll say, what's, what's, what's the motivation? Yeah. So somebody will tell you, the schusim, the schusim that I have in Elam Haba, unbelievable. Or tremendous satisfaction. 
tremendous hana, or sometimes people are just instinctively very kind people. They're just good people. They love helping other people. And it's amazing. It's brilliant. It's, it's, I mean brilliant in the sense it's, it's spiritually brilliant. It's very powerful. And sometimes they really become their cause. Like the, the, this is, they start naming them. You don't have any more individual name. You're Mr. So-and-so or Mrs. So-and-so. You know, Mr. Chesed. Or conscious or unconscious. But here we're introducing a different akud. Something Lamailam and Atam Vedas. What's this Indian? This is where Yiddishkeit begins. This is where the Nakuda of Yiddishkeit is. This is where it is. This is where the MS of it is. The Pnimius of Mesilis Nafishus. The Gemara says in Mesachta Sanhedrin, Dafpei Tess, I think it is. What's no? Kach no. Kach is bin. What's no? You know what no in Hebrew means? Please. Please. Imagine somebody calls you, please take your son and kill him. Please. What's this please? You're telling me or you're asking me? That's the first question. Zag the Gemara. Hashem said, I Please do it. Why? If you don't do this, do you know what they're going to say? Your whole life till now, all the Avraham Avinu went through huge nesiyonis. Says Hasari nesiyonis. This was the last. They're going to say It's all a joke. It's no substance in anything. It's out a joke. You want to know what that means? That's Shaloy Yoimru, do me a favor. She shouldn't say Ain Hamish Birishayinam. I need a favor from you. Now they're saying that Avram Avinu is just another guy on the block, and nothing he did is guy. Avram was 137 years old at this time. I don't know. The people in the mikveh. The people in the mikveh. People in, in, in Evergreen and uh, Rockland Kosher and Wesley Kosher. Who's they? Who's always they? They, you know, the, the theoretical they. The ones, that, the, the media, yeah. <laughs> the people that, the, 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 the they that people live their lives by. <laughs> it's a theoretical they. Now, what's Pshat in this? You could say, Avram Avinu wasn't ready to kill his son. Okay. <laughs> the man threw himself into fire and caused him for his faith. For his faith. He went through Nisyonis from every conceivable type. In the Chomish, in Lech Lecha, Vayera, and in Medrash Chazal even more. Chazal described what the ten Nisyonis were, a few different shittas. Tremendous tests. He dedicated his whole life for one course. <laughs> Avram was the man who made, as Rashi says here, when I came to the world, God was only the God of heaven. I made him a Lekei Haaretz. Single-handedly. The Rambam describes in that the Rambam, that Avram Avinu used to travel from city to city. He was a traveler. And he would gather, he would make conventions and summits and hold debates and radio talk shows and send out WhatsApps and tweets every day. You think Trump tweets? Avram would tweet, Ayeka, 
Were you kind today? Are you a mensch? You know what a mensch is. Avraham Avinu became the personality representing a higher ideal in life. And he sacrificed for this. At the end of his life, he's not ready to take his son, who he waited for a hundred years, and slice his throat. That's it. You're a horrible person. Okay, the ultimate test. And that's why Hashem says, please. And the reason he's asking him to do that, Kate, is to be yoitzah to other people, so that your reputation in Wikipedia should be a good reputation, because if not, they're going to say, yeah, he's not a real thing. So that's why you're killing your son, so that other people should say nice things about you. It's also a modern motivation to do something so drastic. I know people do a lot of things for, for social validation and acceptance. Yeah, but Sadashir, yeah? Sadashir. Although I have learned in my uh, short career that people for social validation are ready to sacrifice their children. That's true. That's true. They are ready. But uh, it's something we, we, we look down at, not look up at. But the truth is, this is the Oymek here. This is the Oymek. And it's... Ein Mamesh Bereshoinim doesn't mean Avramovin wasn't a good guy. doesn't mean he wasn't a special guy. It means the Nekud of real Mesiris Nefesh. It means that Judaism is a religion like other religions. It may be the true religion. Because others are mixed in. Ein Toiv Beloi Rain, Abeloi Toiv. Because, you know, other religions, they take a lot from Judaism. So there's, there's good, there's bad, there's real stuff, not real stuff. The Rambam says in Hilchus Malachim, and the Christian Rambam, the Rambams that were printed in Christian countries, it was taken out. But the Rambams that were printed in the Muslim countries, they were left in. That's how we have it. Hilchus Malachim, Perik Yedalef, he says that religion, Christianity, and Islam were liyasher derech lamelech hamashiach. Even though they're based on lies and deception and they created bloodshed, he says liyasher derech lamelech hamashiach because it changed civilization. And when Mashiach comes, the Rambam says, the entire world will be much more fertile for it. Because they took ideas of Judaism and brought it into the world. Because one God, yeah. And there's a concept of morality, there's a concept of good and evil, even if it's distorted by many lies. And as the Jewish people know, how much we suffered from Christianity and from Islam, and we continue, especially from the latter. Right? So... I know it's a religion. I'm talking again. Just like Mr. Snafish said, I know Judaism is a religion. Is it a religion So we spoke a few days ago, right? We call it a religion, but the Oymek Ha'inyan, you're dealing with something deeper. Why? Let's think about this. Avram Avinu dedicated his life to a cause. This became his cause. Avram Avinu wasn't an individual person. Avram Avinu became a representation of a man who really is changing the world. People looked at Avram Avinu and he was an unbelievable person. We hear about Avram, you know, we don't imagine it as a real person. Rabbeinu Menachem Ameiri writes that he impacted half of humanity in his generation. Half of humanity was transformed by Avram Avinu. Half of humanity, he converted them so to speak. There was no conversion, but so to speak, he changed their lives. And the truth is, it's an interesting number that the Meiri gives, because today, in, in the 21st century, right, there are uh, some 7 billion people, right? And you could say that probably around uh, half of them 
consider themselves followers of the Abrahamic faith, around half of them. Monotheism, monotheism, Emun and one God. Half or almost half. It's fascinating. Avram didn't command an army in the classical sense. He wasn't, a, he wasn't a king in the classical sense. He wasn't a warrior in the classical sense. He was a teacher. He was a teacher. And today, 3,700 years later, probably more than 3 billion or close to 4 billion people, between 3 and 4 billion people, half of civilization, consider themselves disciples or even children of Avram, including everybody sitting around this table. We are children of Avram. Our genetics go back to Avram Avinu. And the Geir also, as the Gemara says, Avram Avinu is Avla Geirim. He's the father of every Geir. And never mind all the other nations who follow in some way the Abrahamic ideals. Yishmol, or through this path or that path. I mean, obviously, it can be Yitzhak but it's a fascinating thing. So who, did, who was Avram? Avram wasn't any more of one person. Avram Avinu became, in the eyes of the world, the man who, who took, brought God into the world. He taught there's a concept of oneness, there's a concept of moral responsibility. Avram Avinu was even, some argue, the first scientist. Because all science is based on the fact that there's laws of nature. That the God of the sun and the God of the moon are not in a fight. <laughs> laws of nature means that rain and oceans, and winds, and lightning, and thunder, and climates, and the ecosystem are all synchronized. What does that mean? <laughs> that there's no billion gods. Call it laws of nature. What does laws of nature mean? Laws of nature means every scientist, he may call it nature, nature, nature. But he trusts those atoms to follow a very predictable system. And he trusts those molecules to follow a very predictable system. And he trusts those DNAs and cells to follow a very... Why are you trusting all of this? There's a unifying, a unifying core, which Avram Avinu called Hashem. And for this, and he wasn't a fake and phony. He wasn't doing it for money. He wasn't a fraud for doing it just for, for money and fame using God. This was his life. And he was ready to go into fire. And he fought for this and he taught this. And he was ready to give up his life for this. He was ready. If I have to give up my life for this, for this truth, for this shit, I'll do that too. Oh, 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 oh. That's all part of the cycle of Mesir Saguf, Mesir Sachayim. Tam Vedas. Tremendous. It's not, there's no small Tam Vedas. There's people that Tam Vedas, uh, they're just junkies, you know? Babka junkies. Chalubta's junkies. Lasagna junkies. There's this Tam Vedas, there's Tam Vedas. There's Tam Vedas that's enlightened, Tam Vedas that's expansive, Tam Vedas that's holistic, Tam Vedas that's divine, godly. What happens by that Kedah? Hashem says, Avram told Hashem a whole time, there's nobody to, to continue this. Yishmael was no tzatzka. Yishmael was no ear for this. Yishmael was doing his own thing. OTD. He was thrown out of Yeshiva Yishmael at a very young age. It was not, no, no. He said, Lu Yishma, I wish Yishma could be the boy. And Hashem said, No. You're going to have, you're going to have, I have nobody here. He says, You're going to have a child. And not just a child, a child who will continue this 
for the generations. He'll continue this legacy and change the world. Yitzchak Avinu. And he has this child. And the child grows up. And one day, the Rebbeinu Shlelem comes to him and says, Avram Avinu, I, have to say, I, need, I need something from you. What do you need? I need you to sacrifice Yitzchak. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This is the most antithetical thing to what we're fighting for. The moment Yitzchak dies, what happens? Everything dies. It's over. The whole legacy is gone. You're gone. God, this is it. Yitzchak is the man. You told me not after that came, before that came. Yishmael is not the person. He wasn't Shaykh, whatever reason. It didn't work out with Yishmael. Shmuel was from Hagar. It was Yitzchak. So you're telling me now to cut, you're telling me to do you a favor. What's this favor? The favor is to destroy everything I fought for and sacrificed for 137 years. So you'll say, no, 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 not stop. You're going to call a press conference. CNN will be there. The New York Times will be there. Even the yeshiva.net will be there. Everybody will love to thank you. Everybody will be there. The Welt. And then you can explain. Comes the Pasuk and says, No. What happens is, We're going alone. Nobody's going to be there. No photographer. No iPhone. Imagine. It's an iPhone, Epis, viral, no selfies, garnished. Not even your two lads, not even Adis, not even Yishmol and Eliezer to see, garnished. Now, imagine the scene. Avram Avinu comes back. says, Oh, Hashem told me to uh, slaughter him, so I slaughtered him. Sure. Nice story to cover up on the family fight. Nice story. For 137 years, you're screaming, no children sacrifices. Pagans sacrifice children. This was a famous, I called the Moilech. Parents used to kill their children or burn their children. This was part of paganism. You're screaming against this. Human life is sacred. There's something called righteousness, justice, morality. Oh, you now took your son, who you waited for, and you slaughtered him. Why don't you just say the truth? Why don't you say the truth and go into therapy? It's a dysfunctional family, right? Like, like a lot of Jewish families we know. It looked perfect, and there were always big parties, like a lot of Jewish families. Shalom Zachas, Med Batas, Med Brissim, Med Pidina Benz, Med everything. But the truth is, Yitzchak said, Tati, have a good day. Take your religion and have a good day. And I'm going to find myself. And he ran away, 37 years old. No, I killed him. There was not even one witness. They would look at that from the Nebuch, okay? The end of a legacy. So Ramadan should turn to Hashem and say, Excuse me, Mr. Snefer, just have a tachlis. Epis a tachlis. What are we doing? So on one level we say it's a personal thing, like it's it's an inconsistency. It's not just an inconsistency intellectually. It's an inconsistency with the whole goal. You're just single-handedly destroying the mysterious nefesh. 
You're destroying a lakus. You're destroying a lakus. Maybe, the, maybe that he, he knew that in order for Yishmael to become somebody, he has to let go of whatever he believed in completely so that Yishmael can become. I'm not suggesting that he should a child for that, but... So that's the Ein Mamash Birishoinim. Ein Mamash Birishoinim doesn't mean Avram didn't do anything. Ein Mamash Birishoinim means not to, so people should say Avram Avinu was a good guy. If Avram Avinu wouldn't do that Kedah, it would be the end of Yiddishkeit. It would be the end of Yiddishkeit. In other words, why do we read that Kedah every morning? It's the first thing you say. That Kedah represents the authentic, most authentic Nakuda of Ayid. Mesidus Nefesh Lamaila Mitam Vedas. What's the Lamaila Mitam Vedas? So why did Avramovinu do it? Why did Avramovinu? Vos is Gilegan in them. It didn't even have the Maila, I'm doing a mitzvah. Kach no, I'm asking you. Kach no. It's not even, I did a mitzvah. A mitzvah gets, gets a, he did a mitzvah. I did a lot of schar, I did get a lot of schar. Kach no. Bakosha. The word says, it's a bakosha, it's a request. Ein mamash birishoinim would mean that everything was fine and beautiful and grand. The chiddush that came out with the akedah was that Avram Avinu did the akedah. He didn't ask questions. I'll be seichel, I'll be tam vedas, I'll be mesiris nefesh, the way we usually define it. I'll be all the cheshboinus, it didn't make sense. So in reality, Taka, it never happened. Yitzchak wasn't slaughtered, that's why we're here to tell the story. But Avram Avinu didn't know that. What's the atayadati kireya lekim not just that you passed another test. It was a completely different type of test. What came out at that moment was a different type of relationship. A relationship where there is complete oneness. Inseparable oneness. That the eye of the Jew, the eye of the Jew, in its deepest core, is not I. It's Ein Saif. It's God. It's one. Tam Vedas means you want my eye to dedicate myself to you. Give me a reason. We do it every day. You want me to invest in your business, right? You want me to come work for you. Let's not talk so grand issues about death and life. It's a big, big, big tough. You want me to invest my life in you. You want me to marry you. You want me to connect to you. Whatever the term of investment, right? Give me a good reason. That's exciting. That's inspiring. For this world, for next world. That's all Judaism as a religion. Olam haba, schar, fulfillment. Fulfillment. Fulfillment is a good schar. <laughs> if you can do something that fulfills you, you're good. Expand itself is very noble. Expand itself. Expand itself. Olam haba, eternal reward. Spiritual fulfillment, spiritual satisfaction. Selflessness. The cause of selflessness. The cause of humanity. Human freedom fighters. That's a charged word because there's different interpretations today. That's all very powerful. Mesiris Haguf, Mesiris Achayim. 
Mesiris Nefesh, is the real Mesiris Nefesh, she says, Ze'ef Shekim Lamayla Metamdas. But says Lamayla Metamdas. If it's Lamayla Metamdas, why am I doing it? And the answer to that is, if there's a question, I have no answer. You're right. You hear? If there's a question why, I think I have no answer. <laughs> if I'm in that, you're right. You're right. If I'm in the world of why, I think I have no answer. So now, you have Lamatamitamvidas. That's dangerous. Lamatamitamvidas, <laughs> we call it a cult, indoctrination. You take a person, you turn him into a zombie. You can get him to do anything. You get him to blow himself up, and you tell him there's 72 slices of, uh, of pies of pizza. The Gemara says, So we talk here about pizza and sushi. And, uh, and, and you get them to do it. I mean, cults do this. And if a person is on drugs, and if a person's mind is played with, and if a person is brainwashed their whole life, right? In other words, there's no critical thinking. And that's a very important distinction. He calls it Lamayla Metamadas, not Lamata Metamadas. Lamata Metamadas is very dangerous. Because the moment we say Tamadas is nothing, then everything becomes an option. Everything becomes an option. Then a person can jump into the Hudson River because of some conviction and some faith. So why is this better? It's Lamal, why is it not the same as In other words, you're asking, what's the difference between Al-Qaeda and Al-Qaeda? Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's you want to know. Good answer. Good question. Answer. Critical thinking is essential. Critical thinking is essential. In other words, a faith that tells you, shut your mind and don't think, you have to be very careful with. Because that's the first thing any manipulator will say. It happens to be you may be a real person, but I don't know it. So, why won't they say about the Akedi, would like to sacrifice, kill his son, it's the same as, as a terrorist? Why won't they say that? Why is that any going to be better in terms of a critical thinker? Yeah, so we're explaining Shema Yomru is not to impress people. Shema Yomru means... A, a, a truth, <laughs> the, the, the truth that a mamish birushin. So tam vidas is very very important. Mesiris nefesh is not lamata vidas; it's lamaylam tam vidas. It's not. We don't have a mind. We're lifeless robots. Whatever you put into me, I'll do. If it's a mishagas, it's a mishagas. So really I had a chaver. He was in yeshiva with me, and he, he ended up in a cult. It's a tragic story. He ended up in a cult, and we used to speak a lot. He tried to get me to come to the cult. So remember, I was 18, and we would spend nights. We lived on, I lived on Montgomery Street in Brooklyn. And uh, we spent nights arguing, talking, conversing. So one night, I remember I met him, and he tells me, I can't speak to you anymore. I said, why not? He said that the leader of the cult told him that he's not allowed to talk to me because I, uh, I am, what's the word, um, I'm contaminated. I'm, uh, I'm just too. I'm too far. I'm, I'm too heretical. Too heretical. So I said, maybe the reason is because your guru is afraid that I may plant some sanity into your mind. Maybe that's the reason. He says, no, no, that can't be the reason. I said, why well, can't be the reason? Maybe, maybe I'm talking too heretical and stupid. But maybe it's also the other way around. Just think about it. But he, at that point, his brain was so manipulated, he couldn't imagine that. So why would he tell him not to speak to me? Very re- very simple reason. That's where you see if it's Lamata Metam Vedas or not. Lamata Metam Vedas is always threatened by conversation with anybody 
who may introduce a concept that you don't know about. Why? Because I have to be very insecure. Because if I expose him to to another person, what if that person plants a seed that may say, whoa, I never thought of that. So you're saying really there's Lamat Mitamadas, there's secular Tamatas, which is not expanded, there's what we all think of in terms of noble Jewish behavior, yeah. Lamhaba, which, which is Tamadas, expanded Tamadas, still better than secular Tamadas, Lamada. and then there's Lamal Mitamadas. There's Lamat Mitamadas, which we see a lot of. And the truth is, a child, right, is indoctrinated. We all indoctrinate our children. When you tell a child you're not allowed to cross the street and he runs and you pull him and you give him a frask or whatever you do in modern times, right, but uh, you, you just indoctrinated your child. You taught your child cars are dangerous, it's a good thing to live. And when you tell your child, say thank you, say thank you, you just indoctrinated your child that hakaris atoiv is an important thing. Now, these are what we call good indoctrinations. We call it chinuch, values. But you can also indoctrinate your child that the Jews are the devil and that Israel is the embodiment of, of, of the world's bacteria and responsible for global warming and, and 9-11, of course, and all the deprivation in the Muslim countries. I mean, that's also indoctrination. So a child is lamatamitamadas. They're very vulnerable. And really, all of us, in some sense, are lamatamitamadas. We rely on the internet for information. We rely on the newspapers. We, we still live in a place of lamatamitamadas. You go to college, and your professors are defining what reality is for you. And you're a 19-year-old idealistic kid, right? And, 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 and bathrooms for transgender is the most idealistic thing that's going to save the planet, from uh, from all the racist Meshugayim. And that becomes your cause. That becomes Mamash your cause, right? So, Lamata Betamadas continues throughout life. But what is that based on? It's based on the fact that there's no, you, you don't ask questions. Now, some people live there forever. Some people live there forever. And some people even, and this is, I'm not going to get into it, I mean, you've heard this from me quite a few times, some people even think that Judaism is based on that. You'll never see one God will be Yisrael in history who was afraid of questions. There were different shit. Some said, some, 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 Chavis Salavava said, you have to investigate, and others said, no, Messiah, Muna. there were different shit. whether it's a mitzvah to introduce uh, conversation, investigation, but to be afraid of questions? To be insecure? What, what are you insecure about? MS is never insecure. You know why? Because when 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 I have a, a, a legit business, I don't care if the IRS comes every day. <laughs> you can open my books. If I have a Ponzi scheme, then I close the books. But if I have a, legit, a legitimate corporation going on, investigate! And you know what you're going to find? Popkus. You know why? I'm legit. Investigate. Now, this doesn't mean every person is capable of dealing with every question. Sometimes, some people, it's really not for them. It's, it's a headache. It's, it's not for them. And it's no mitzvah to turn every person into a world-renowned philosopher. That's, that's, that's ridiculous. You understand what I'm saying? But it, you're not afraid of Tam Vidas. Mysterious Nefesh never competes with Tam Vidas. It's not like Seichel, evil. Brains evil. Shut down everybody's brain so we could survive. Chas v'shalom. Tam Vidas serves a major role in the world. It's God's brains. It's, it's, the mind is a blessing. 
The whole Torah we learn and try to understand as much as we can, Tam Vedas. There's something called Lamaila Metam Vedas. Lamaila Metam Vedas is not threatened by Tam Vedas. It's not afraid of Tam Vedas. It transcends Tam Vedas. What's in the Kudu Lamaila Metam Vedas? It's not why, because. Because if you're asking why, then he says, in the world of why, yeah, it should be about me, 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 me. There's always me, me. The Nekudah Lamayla Metam Vedas is that the Nekudah Ha'atzmas, the essential Nekudah of a Jew, is that he he is divine. It's a shtikelakus. He is divine. He's ain't safe. To separate from Hashem is like telling me, "Don't don't be you." <laughs> she, she said, "Why not? <laughs> Why? You could try, huh?" I should start the bed. Could, don't be you today. What do you want me to do? Like, <laughs> don't, don't breathe. Yeah, I mean, even that you could stop breathing. <laughs> You could, not you, but people do it, unfortunately. It, it's not something, yeah, I'm not, don't try it at home. But uh, a person, here, don't be, you want, so you want, so people don't want to be themselves. They do, they do a lot of, they do a lot of surgeries. Talk so much about bittel. this is the really ultimate actualization of bittel. This is the ultimate bit. this is the bittel hamiti. So you say, but what's the tam, what's the svara? That language, that language is an important language. What's the tam? What's the svara? But not in this space. So, am I looking for Elam Abba? No. I'm looking for schar? No. I'm looking for legacy. I'm looking even to do the right thing and, 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 and people will say and remember me forever. Am I looking? I'm not I anymore. I'm identified with the cause. So the cause lives on. The self lives on. Not it's not a, a machshava this way or this way. This this is who he is. This is who he is. Like you say, but the hands. There's no self. Be- because the self, the self is not self. That's a chvil manage v'dichalein. The Tzemach Tzedek Christ, that Hezeda, the Balatanya, be'es satfila, during davening, he would get into a dveikus often. And he would say, Hoyonishma Mimenu Bezeh. He writes in Hebrew, but then over here he says it in Yiddish, because this is how his Zeta said it. He says, Hoyonishma Mimenu Bezeh Haloshim. That many times during davening he would go into a dveikus, like a spiritual uh, meditation or trance. And he says, Hoyonishma Mimenu Bezeh Haloshim. And, and it, we can really appreciate it because he brings this pasik here. Mili ba shamayim ve'imchaloi chafatsti ba'aretz. Ichvil nisht. Meaning, I don't want you, And he said, So the Rebbe was once medayik, he didn't say, In other words, I know it's yours. It's your Ganeidin Alien. Ich will manage das Dichalein. What's Dichalein? You yourself. And what's Elam Haba? What, what do they do in Elam Haba? They eat Cholent? <laughs> Maybe, because when they eat Cholent here, they say, May I know Elam Haba? May I know Elam Haba? So that means in Elam Haba, I've asked for Cholent. This is only May I know Elam Haba. Right? 
<laughs> I just realized. I just feel. But even Elam Abba was in a stuck in Shalom, which there could be the such an Elam Abba. Chlaisit, you know? Huh? Alit Vishay Elam Abba. Okay. So we say that, no, Chim, and Yeah, even. What's Elam Abba? What are we doing in Elam Abba? We're on the phone again in Elam Abba. We're surfing the web in Elam Abba. What are we doing in Elam Abba? What do you think happens in Elam Abba? Mazit's the Malayant. Mazit's the Malayant. Nenem is Zivashkina. And not just Lenin, Zivashkina. But that's the Nakuda. Nenem is Zivashkina. Nenem means you enjoy, you bask. Again, this is not bad. This is this is great stuff. Living in the moment, there's a connection with the insult. Oh, but Ichvil managed as the You yourself. In other words, the full truth, and not because I want the truth. <laughs> I want to feel good. You have the truth, right? I'm not a liar. I'm connected to truth. I like the relationship. It's very special. It's very special. That, those are all beautiful stuff, and they should motivate us. And that's the Tam Vedas that we work towards. So there is Lamatam Tam Vedas. You're a zombie. You don't think. That's where cults come in. That's where... That's where uh, 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 mindless religions and faiths come in. And you ask questions, we don't ask. It doesn't make sense, it's inconsistent. Faith. And you've got to be careful with this. You've got to be careful with this. Because it happens to be that you grew up in Jewish homes. And the Messiah of Yiddishkeit is Islamita. But if you grew up in Afghanistan, what would have you believed? And in Syria, where would you be? You grew up right in a Muslim home. What would they, when you start asking questions, what would your tati say? Frask, Messiah, Muhammad, Muhammad. What are you going to say then? Right, it's all beautiful words. Amuna, Messiah. It happens to be you grew up in a Jewish home. If you grew up in a Catholic home, what about in a Mormon home, Protestant home, a Baptist home? That's why Tam Vedas is important. Yiddishkeit is never afraid of Tam. So that is Tam Vedas. Tam Vedas itself, as you said, there's a secular Tam Vedas, or let's put it, there's a, a narrow Tam Vedas. There's a Tam Vedas that's much more sophisticated. It's much more open. And then there is Lamaila Metamvadas. Lamaila Metamvadas is the Nakuda of the Etzem, the core, which is, it Kivayachal is divine. It is Hashem. It's one mamsh. The whole, the whole Yiddish fed is a Lamaila uh, Metamvadas because we're. An atmosphere. So that's Lamaila Metamvadas. So that's, that's a Muna, right? That's, that's, that's what real Amuna is, yeah. Again, Amuna also. There's Amuna Lamaila Metamvadas. Lama, 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 there's a Muna Tam Vedas and there's a Muna Lamaila Matam Vedas. You're right. What's, what's the proof that Abraham was not a proof. It's not a proof. That Kedah brought out. Why did he do it then? Why did he take it? But, but, but Abraham Avinu his whole life fought against this. That's my point. Every leader fights his whole life and he has to prove to everybody this is the right No, every cult leader fights his whole life to propagate his cult. Abraham Avinu fought his whole life against this. Basically, he was doing the worst thing for his cause. That's the biggest, the biggest thing for his cause. Because even though he screams no answer, but then he believes so much in, the, in, in that God, that even when that God tells him to do whatever he... But screams, nobody would even know that. Nobody would even know this. I'm telling you, nobody was there to know it. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm saying to to publicize this God, fine. If he would be a public story, it was a pride. Nobody would even know it. Yitzchak is dead. Avram comes home, tell a story. Nobody even believes you. 
Your son ran away. So why did he do it? What was what was behind the doing? Absolutely no no benefit. Hashem told him, so he did it. That's the only reason. Hashem yeah. told him he did it. There was no no benefit if he had done it. Basically, what is that? If you want to, if 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 I want to use sharper language, if you want to see that keda also as a marshal, so to speak, yeah. What was that keda? What was that keda essentially? The Rebbeinu Shalolam learned with Avram Avinu. He learned with Avram Avinu. This maimon look at the he learned with Avraham Avinu. That, that was that that keda was a tutorial of this nikkud. Ah, no, I think they learned v'yadata Moscow. <laughs> Whatever I'm saying, this nikkud. This was that keda. That keda was. This was the conversation of that keda. Two, two hours. One is this is really the amphis of the Ramban and the Akeda. You know, when he basically says he didn't want it nearby, he brings a medrash, I think, with Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Nechemi. I don't remember, was did people know, they did not know. I forgot how the medrash goes, but he says the whole point was to go three days away, far away, remote. He should have, be able to think about it with nobody to talk yes, to. Exactly. This is really the amphis of the Ramban, yes. to make sure there's no iPhone, that this, the whole point yes, was yes. that, you know, to, to yes. achieve that. But I'm trying to think. And he had time to think about right, it. Right, That's right. Yeah. Chazal say. Yeah. It shouldn't be, right. you know, I over- right, right. It shouldn't be a moment of, like, a big heroic moment. And, and, and he could have come back to Hashem and say, right. at least... Let's call, let's call a press conference. Right, right, right. Let's 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 do something with That's this. The uh, let's do something with this. I'm trying to decide though if this is against the Ran. I think that Rosh Haran says somewhere that the whole idea that we have to try to be mechavin to ratzon Hashem in general in life. And he quotes the Akedah because he says Hashem was saying it wasn't a tzivoy. He was saying, "No, Abraham, do me a favor." A favor. And do yes, he said it wasn't given. No, if I cared, that was the word. That it didn't even have the benefit of being a tzivoy, of being a mitzvah. It was just at the point is this is what I want. This is what I want. So then you're saying then that's I thought about that. So if we say it's like the drushes around, this is takarutz Hashem. Then it's sacrificed itself. Is the idea of sacrificing himself is not in conflict with the idea that you merge your Ratzon with Ratzon Hashem. Right. So merging your Ratzon right. with Ratzon Hashem. Right. We say like Avram did it with passion. Right. Avram didn't do it begrudgingly. His Ratzon, that but not without, any, without, but without any motive. Without, without any self motive. Without any motive. Yeah. Without any motive. Without any motive. Yeah. That motive itself is a motive. <laughs> you're right, you're saying not having a motive is also a motive no, not a but we're not talking not having a motive with a motive <laughs> the, Rambam, the Rambam has an expression and no, no, you're asking a good question not having a motive is also a motive I'm doing, I'm doing it for, for the truth <laughs> you're right that's not I'm doing it to be able to say I did the truth for the, but that's not the Vart there's an expression in the Rambam and this true Perik Yud. Person shouldn't say I'm going to do Torah mitzvahs, right? For schar, for elam haza, for elam haba, for this mila. I want to have this. I want to. Have. He goes through different cheshbonos. He says Ella, oises haemes mepnei shoemes. The soifa toiv alavei beglolam. So there's two ways of touching the Rambam. I heard this from the Lubavitcher Rebbe once. Pashas kisisigrad, oises haemes mepnei shoemes. He does the emes. Because it's emes, that's the motivation. He says, or no, oises emes mipnesho emes. Since it's emes, oises emes. Huh? It's not. It's not another. It's not another mipnei. It's not another motivation. Oises emes. Why do you do the emes? Mipnei. 
this guy's motivated by money, and I'm motivated by, motivated by truth. That, that's powerful stuff. It's not, it's not a small thing to be inspired by truth, right? But what I'm saying is something much deeper. Because, because you're one with MS. Because the Nekudah for the Neshama of Ayid is ain't safe. It is. It's not I. It's oneness. It's oneness with 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 MS with ain't safe. Just like you ask questions. Chelikel lekam imal mamish. Just like you ask questions. The Rebbeinu Shalom. You don't have questions yeah. why he's doing it. Yeah. He's you want Hashem not to be Hashem. <laughs> the oneness itself is also a. Uh, uh, so it's not about motivation. Are there benefits? Of course, there's benefits. And this, this, this is the nekud of Maseris Nefesh. That's why you see in history Jews who weren't associated with Yiddishkeit, and often they had the same Maseris Nefesh like other people. Yeah. Jews, you understand Jews who were holy and dedicated to Torah. You had throughout history Jews alienated from Judaism at certain points. When their Judaism was tested, they gave everything up. What was it? Another situation was, you saw anti-Semitism. Didn't differentiate. Still between different types of Jews. What is it that they see in a Jew? What is it? He's a secular Jew. He's an atheist. Doesn't believe in Judaism. He intermarried. His kids are not Jewish. Why are you sending him into the gas chambers? Must have taken time. He's a baby. This is a two-year-old girl. How could you hate a two-year-old girl? What's this venom? He's on some level in the stance. Because this nekuda is identical in every Jew. It doesn't have to do with your your achievements, your your spiritual godless. Hitler felt this. I don't know. He felt it and he knew that he hated it. <laughs> Why? Because it's the ultimate kedusha, and and evil hates kedusha. Evil is, is threatened by kedusha. He felt this in every Jew. There's something in every Jew. It's also a feeling. It's not something I can get to with my head. No, it's it's not it's not a cheshbon. Yeah, and this is an Indian atzmi in every Jew identically. There's no difference. The Gadol Shabbatayla, the Gadol Adar, and the Kantar Shabbatayla, a little child who knows nothing. This Nakud is not different. In Talmud, there's a lot of differences. This is a person who may be uh, completely the other extreme. But this this Nakud, it's not I. And therefore, everybody is identical. Every Jew is identical. That's the Nekuda by Hama, we're going to see. He wanted to destroy everybody. The nation of Mardachai. What, what? Mardachai doesn't bow down to you, Sakila. One guy doesn't bow down to you, Sakila. They explained to him that the Nekuda of Mardachai has to do with something. That there's no difference between a child, a woman, a man, a youngster, and all that. There's an akuda. Mordechai's connection is not something based on personality of Mordechai. Then just go go kill Mordechai. The akuda of the connection of the reason Mordechai is not bowing down to you is something that exists in a baby in the crib who's 10 days old. The herst. They told him, 
that there's an akud of the am of Mordechai, the Laichabal Ishtachva has to do not with Mordechai as an individual, but with Mordechai as a member of a nation. And this Nakud is in every member. So now you have to kill every Jewish child. Now you have to kill every Jewish child. This the Rebbe said, put him Tavshin Chavav. Isn't it self-evident? 1966. Self-evident reason for anti-Semitism because we know that we have something that they don't. Fakert. 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 It's a good question. The moment it becomes a superiority complex, right, then you lost it. In other words, real oneness with ain't Saif means complete, complete bittle, no ego. The moment this becomes ego, oh. Now, from our point of view, yes, but from the goy, when they see this as a source of something, oh, so it depends, depends, depends what type of goy. So uh, you're, when you're dealing, when you're dealing with a brute person who hates good, when you're dealing with a Hitler, this drives him more crazy than anything else. Because in the Jew, he sees something, he doesn't even know what it is. It's something beyond. And he sees it in every Jew. I don't care if you're intermarried six generations. I don't care if you didn't come into a shul for 70 years. There's a little Jewish blood flowing in your sinews. You and I can't live on the same planet. If you're alive, I'm dead. If I'm, if I'm alive, you have to be dead. When you deal with, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, come on, come on. Mordechai didn't bow down to him, it drove him mad. Why? Imagine you have a whole empire bowing down to you. Wherever you walk, everyone bows down. You have money, you have glory, you have health. You're the prime minister of the Persian Empire, yeah. There's one Al Tayyid who sits with a Masechta, with a Masechta Zvachim, and he learns. And he has glasses as well, and he doesn't bow down. So what we do? Max, I'll tell you. He's going to die soon anyway. Also, they're all over. They're not bounded by. That's the same nakuda. Yeah. So what's the big deal? And if you're really upset, go to therapy. How could you be? One guy doesn't big deal. One guy doesn't bow down. Who is he? And I'll tell you. The answer is because Haman knew that he got it right. Haman knew that this old Jew with the glasses and the Gemara, he got it right. Everybody else is playing a game. Everybody else is playing Haman's game. And when you know that one person got it right, the fact that a million people got it wrong means nothing. Because you and him know the truth. And Mordechai looked at him. And he looked Haman in the eyes, right? And he said, you and I know the truth. garnished. And that, he came home. He couldn't live. Why? Because it, it it punctured it punctured the balloon. Yeah, it challenged him to his core. And that's true in life. There could be only one person in the audience, but that person, that person I'll give, give a simple example. Say you get up to give a speech, there's 10,000 people, and you make up a story. But there's one, and it's a beautiful story for self-aggrandizement, but there's one person in the crowd who knows you're lying, and he gives you a look. So everybody's like this, right? And that one person, uh, he stands still and he looks at you, right? The applause of 10,000 people is worthless if you have any level of conscience, anything. Because Haman was a deep guy. I mean deep. He was evil, but he was deep. Humanity. Huh? 
So, so, Haman, Haman also wanted to be the rape. Huh? So, that's why when Mordechai didn't bow down to him, it drove him crazy because Haman felt that there's an akud of Emeser. Mordechai knew something and, and it was triggering it in Haman. If Mordechai is dead, I won't have to face this truth. If you don't have to face truth, you're good. That's what Hitler said. Right now, become the truth. You become the new truth, yeah. And then you don't have that conscience. Hitler wrote that the Jews invented the conscience and you cannot forgive them for that. Who wants a conscience? Imagine we wouldn't have conscience. I could shoot you and go home and eat breakfast. A person could beat his wife to death and go home and eat breakfast. There's no conscience. A person could take a mentally retarded person send them into the gas chambers, and go play, go go to a Beethoven concert. There's no conscience. The Jews are the opposite. <laughs> we have a guilty conscience nonstop. <laughs> you kill the mosquito, you're in therapy. You thought that somebody didn't tell you good Shabbos in the morning? Yeah, You want to know what's wrong with you. Yeah, other people, pop, 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 let's go to a concert. The Jew, yeah? I said, I think I said good morning, but he thought I was talking to somebody else. He's probably upset at me. Said, now you go to your therapist, yeah? You pay $300, right? Okay, then you have to go back. Yeah. Then you need a massage because to relax your bones. Yeah. So we, we go to the opposite extreme. Yeah. Israel, Israel, by mistake, by mistake, in a war of self-defense, right? Kills, yeah? Somebody... Who, yeah, it's self-defense, and they're apologizing for like twenty years, right? Syria guy murders four hundred thousand people. Next, and the world is fine with it. You hear that ten thousand people were killed in Syria? What's the big deal? Next, gassed. What's the big deal? The Jews are so introspective. I'm talking about secular Jews, also secular Jews, huh? The introspection knows no limits. This is the opposite. So Hitler was driven crazy by this. He said, Jews destroyed the world. They destroyed the world. He said, they circumcised the world. Miller, they circumcised. He said, they did two things. They circumcised their bodies with a bris, and they circumcised their souls with a conscience. Just like a bris, you amputate a piece of your body, a conscience, you also amputate a piece of your body because there's limits. Conscience means there's limits to power. It means that just because I could take your house, I don't take your house. Just because I could steal, I don't steal. Just because I could kill, I don't. There's limits to power. That's called amputation. Right? Nietzsche, the Eubermensch, the will for power. I have to curtail the will for power. I can't just be a, an infinite bulldozer. All this is that he was allergic to a certain akud of MS. He was allergic. Either we're alive or there's a There's a line I want so from Goebbels or Himmler. And they said, there's basically a choice for the future of humanity. If the planet is going to be populated by the Jews, or the planet is going to be populated by the superior Aryan race. And the two cannot coexist on the same planet. Now I ask you, why not? Why can't I and you, we're simple people, we live in Muncie, we do our thing. This one is an engineer, this one is a mathematician, this one sells telephones, and this one is a credit card salesman. This one sells sushi, this one sells chocolate, this one fixes cars. Why can't we still exist in the same planet? Who are we? We, we, we know the Jews. What, we're so dramatic? We have Hisranas, we have Milas. We do good things, we do bad things. 
7 billion people, 14 million Jews. Why can't we live? There were 18 million Jews then. What was the big race of Gedola? It's very hard to explain it unless you understand the Oymek of Ayid. That the Jew himself doesn't understand. <laughs> the Jew himself doesn't understand who he is. We don't know who we are. We think, ah, ah. The Jew is the personification of, of that. The Jew represents God in the world. You want to get rid of God, you get rid of the Jews. What does God mean? God, I don't mean God as the God, you know, the ultimate, ultimate truth. The ultimate, ultimate truth of infinity. So, yeah, that could become an ego thing, but then you lost the plot. Yeah, for us, it's not an ego thing. For them, you say. For them, yes. it's, it's they, they can identify something that they don't have. Or yeah. they cannot possibly... Balachritz. so this Nekud is in every Jew, no difference who. That's why the hatred is to Akdosh Elion who dedicated his whole life to Torah and Mitzvahs and to a communist Jew who believed in not a vestige of Judaism or an atheist Jew or most secular Jews who believed nothing or said they believed nothing. The same, the same fanatical venom. So we often say, because they were crazy, because they just hated everybody. But there's something much deeper. That tells us what a Jew is. It tells us that a most secular Jew was triggered the same hatred. Why? Why? I don't believe. I, I'm like you. I don't believe in any of this. And maybe not like you, but I don't believe in it. Was willst for me? I'm more German than German. They were more German than German. They knew German literature and German poetry. They were intermarried. They were integrated. They loved Germany. It was their Futterland. I met a Jew once, a Holocaust survivor. How did he survive? He lived in Berlin during the war with Aryan papers. So he lived as a German in Berlin during the Holocaust. It's a very unique experience. You know, he told me about the parades for Hitler, Hitler's birthday. And there was a Jew in those parades in Berlin. And, and that's how he lived. Yeah, And he's telling me the story. It was once Pesach. He was an older, an older man. And at some point, I see this. He starts talking about his youth in Germany. And he starts quoting German poetry that he learned in school, you know. And he came to life. And I said, you love that country, don't you? And he said, yeah. His father was murdered. Family killed. His mother survived. But it says, it says scarce of the youngest. I said, how do you... In other words, it's, it's how he grew up. There's something beautiful. He felt more German than Germans. He was the valedictorian of the school. And the night before, they said he can't be. Because he's Jew. 1937, 1938. He was valedictorian. He was graduating. But he was still doing German poetry. And he came to life and he said, it's my country. They stole my country from me. They were more German than Germans. They were so integrated. What do you want from him? And fast Bahab and finishes Shas every year of Pesach. 
and learns Kisvei Arizal Thursday night. He's dealing with people who were secular as could be, German Jews. Not all, but many were secular. Because this Nekuda of Ayid, doesn't have to do with his, with his decisions, with his behavior even. It's the Nekuda Ha'atzmas. Huh? How do you become a couple then if it's embedded? You can ask a question. If a Jew knows this, how can he do an Aveda? The answer is because it could be concealed. About yes. it could be concealed. So you're saying there is no such a thing, Mesiris Nefesh, that nobody knows about only by Judaism. There's an akud of Mesiris by a Jew that doesn't exist anywhere. There's nobody. By other people, it's not. It's not a chesara. It, it's yeah. It's, it's not. Nefesh, even nobody would know. So, that he, that so, do so the point that Balatanya is making is that even when a Jew does Mesiris Nefesh with a cheshbon, it's still the the. The underlying core is real Mesiris Nefesh. That's the word. Even when I'm doing Mesiris Nefesh with a Cheshman, whatever the Cheshman is, underlying, underlying that is something that's deeper than any calculation. You're bringing along the Lamalavatam. Yeah, Elamai, the Tam Vidas worked it out also. <laughs> but that's, that's an accessory, that's an, that's, that's an accessory, it's an extra layer. The Tam Vidas worked it out also. Fine, great, great, great. Yeah, this. You understand? But underlying it was licked. It could be unconscious. It could be consciously deep down, what is it? It's an inseparable bond. Even if nobody this is who you are. Your you is 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 is, 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 is infinite. Your you is Hashem. It's one. It's oneness. That is. And he behind closed doors. Even by a dafka behind closed doors. Behind closed doors. So, so a non-Jew behind closed doors, you can do anything. It doesn't matter. But oh, you have chassidium asylum. Because nobody would know. But a yid, even if nobody would know, it's not he still has a yeah. sense yeah. But that's, you can have very fine people. Well, Again, you have Gentiles who sacrifice their life. Because other people know. Or for their country, for their family, so, for... Mothers, mothers sacrifice for children all the time. In many ways, you could say that this is really an akuda of a mother and a child, maybe. So you're saying that the the, I think that Balchrit's shir is a necessity to understand this one. The void, you say, to understand where that came, where it all came from. That explains it. I don't think I would understand. Okay, but after the Chana Gemara, you here for Shabbos? No, that's the Nakuda. A week, the, a child, the moment he's born has it. Yeah. 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 That every Messiah a Jew has. In its source, in its core, is Lamaila Matapadas. Yeah, that's why. He wouldn't bow? Yeah. In other words, Mordechai's refusal to bow, he didn't see as a Mordechai thing. If you saw it as a Mordechai thing, get rid of him. What do you have to kill every Jewish child, every Jewish woman, every Jewish man? He understood that the Nekudah of La Yichav La Yishtachavah, my Mordechai can't bow down to a human being, only to God. Yeah, so it's something that is 
is rooted and it originates in something that's deeper than Mordechai as an individual. And that's what's coming up in the, in the, in the conclusion to this. Yeah. 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 This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.